0: Death is swallowed up in victory. O death,
1: where is your victory? O death,
0: where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God God who gives gives us us victory, the victory, the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. And welcome back to the Living Victory Podcast. My name is Christian Conway. Once again, joined by my two main men, Max Keen and Jonathan Krauss. How you boys doing today?
1: Um, pretty well, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a good week so far. Just kind of average. Great. Oh my god! Sorry, there's not much. Like, I'm trying to remember what all I've done this week so far, and I'm like, yeah, it's I'm not really much new so
0: i guess the one thing we can take from that is a praise in max's life that his average week is good
1: yeah at least for the summer it is
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're excited for your senior year
1: to start excited nervous all the above do you have senioritis yet no (laughs) no
2: oh you will Oh, you!
0: Will. I'm pretty sure Jonathan had senioritis like the first semester of his junior
1: year. So, <laughs> yeah,
2: in high school. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, for me, like I'm basically get to choose all the classes that I want for the most part. So, like I'm taking things that I want to study and I want to work on. So, because of that, I'm not as like senioritisy. Are you only taking electives right now? Or is it Almost. all like Okay.
0: Interesting. Have you finished your course load for your major?
1: Almost. <laughs> okay. I needed to do the one thing that like I have left that like I'm not super excited about is science. But everything else is either an elective or I have like three more pastoral ministry classes, which like, I like those anyway. Yeah.
0: Do you have any idea what classes you're taking in the fall?
1: Yeah. Um, the science and lab. Um, one about worship, um, ethics, uh, theology and missions, and anthropology.
0: Ethics is going to be a fun class. We yeah. can draw some podcast episodes out of that class. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. <laughs> the only thing is it starts in the morning, and I don't like morning classes, so... That's the only knock I have on it.
2: <laughs> is it 8 a.m.?
1: Yeah. Which isn't yeah. terrible. Yeah, uh, don't you hate how, so- how many
2: days a week? A. Two. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. The Monday, Wednesday, Friday 8 a.ms, those are what oh, sucked yeah. the life out of me. That's rough.
0: Yeah, starting things at 8 a.m. is just the worst. I don't know how people operate at 8 in the morning.
2: Couldn't agree more. Would never <laughs> do it myself. <laughs> the
1: earliest I can do is 8. Oh, five. <laughs> yeah, we, we could tell this morning. <laughs> <laughs> For context, we're recording at 8 this morning, and my alarm didn't wake me up. And so we recorded, started recording a couple minutes later than normal.
2: So you might be uh, wondering, I'm not going to be talking that much on this podcast. Uh, I'm actually on vacation right now in Ocean City, Maryland. Which is fun. So if you're out here, give me a shout out of how you're going to know me or see me. Because you've never actually seen us other than our very attractive pictures on our website. But um, So there's I'm actually uh, in a condo right now. And I'm sitting on the balcony of that condo. Because there's a bunch of people sleeping in the condo. There's like eight of them or something. Um, and I don't want to wake them up. So I'm on the balcony. But the like street that we're on is literally just a funnel for noise. It's just like a giant valley of buildings that just bounce sound all over the place. So if you hear, if I ever do talk and you hear a ton of garbage in the background, it's probably a car or a small little child screaming at his mother that he doesn't want to go to the beach yet. So, or something like that. But other than that, I am on vacation. So the week is going pretty well. I'm still, uh, still working though on vacation, which is like, so I guess it's not really vacation. I'm, I'm in a new location Still working. That's kind of the vibe of what's going on here. But in my afternoons and evenings and stuff, I get to go to the beach and I love the beach very much so. So and we played like seven hours of volleyball the other day and that was wonderful. So I'm I'm definitely I'm in a happy place, for sure.
0: You know, all those people who grow up dreaming that one day they can have a job that allows them to work from home and like just go to the beach and just do work from the beach. Well, Jonathan's twenty one and he's already accomplished that. So <laughs> let's give it up for him.
2: <laughs> well, well, hold on. It's not all sunshine and rainbows because yesterday I had to go to a job site in DC. So I drove back oh, to Ocean City? City. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Then the, in the morning I went to DC, and then in the afternoon I drove back to Ocean City. So it's good on the surface, but sometimes you gotta you gotta put your money where your mouth is.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, we can give it up for Jonathan, but we can't get give, give it up for his wallet, because his wallet sounds like it's not doing very well with all that gas money. Uh, and my week's been good. Uh, like I said, I'm back in the office, back in the the hubbub of every day, and it's just it's really cool to be in the office with so many people at the church who love Christ and just want to see his name glorified. And yesterday, we had our monthly meeting uh, where everybody from all of our different campuses comes together, and we... Had the opportunity to sing worship together as a staff, and to hear a devotional from uh, our executive pastor. So it's just really sweet when we get to do that and have everybody in the same place at the same time, putting aside work for like an hour and just worshiping the Lord. That's that's what we are here to do. We're here to worship His name and, and give praise to Him. Uh, Psalm one hundred and fifty says it best. It talks about all the different ways. It's like seven or eight verses, and all the different ways that we should praise the Lord. So that's a uh, it was really sweet I just corporate worship is something that I it's so cool because it gives us a taste of what it's gonna be like in heaven when we get a worship with generations and generations and generations of Saints so that was that was a special uh, opportunity and we did the same thing last night with the college students so so many <laughs> so many opportunities to worship uh, but as we as we head into today's podcast um we kind of wanted to share why we're doing this and why we thought it was necessary to talk about this topic in today's world. So the idea of being still, it's something that we see in scripture. Most of you guys probably know uh, Psalm 4610, which says, be still and know that I am God. That's, that's a command that we get in the psalm. The rest of the psalm isn't really that popular. Most people wouldn't be able to quote you any other verses from Psalm 46, but that one verse gets so much attention in our world today. And I think it, I think it does for good reason because we live in a world where people are so rarely still, you know, we like Jonathan's a perfect example right now. He's literally on vacation, but yesterday he drove to DC and back <laughs> to do work. Like that's, that, there's nothing wrong with that. But it just goes to show that in our world, people are so rarely still. They're so rarely in a place where they can just exist. They put their phone down. They don't have to worry about what's going on around them. They can cast out all distractions and simply focus on God. And most people are uncomfortable with long periods of silence. Most people don't want to be still because it makes them nervous. It. it I know for me, I I like to be a very efficient person. So if if I'm doing things and then I I'm still, that usually means that there's something I could be doing that I'm not getting done. And that makes me nervous. So, we wanted to talk about the importance of being still today because of how much we struggle with it in our modern society. We wanted to talk about why we should be still, how we can be still, and the importance of making sure that we add stillness into our schedule to prioritize our relationship with God. So, I'm really excited to dive into this today because I think that. It's something that everybody can benefit from. It's one of those things that everybody can grow in, whether you do whether you have stillness for two hours a day or whether you have stillness for zero minutes a day. It's something that all of us can reflect on, pray about, and grow in to make sure that we are prioritizing God in every area of our lives so let's uh let's do this thing. Let's get into it, boys
1: yeah um, I wanna start by. Talking about being still and knowing God mentally. So what I mean by this is it can be very easy to get caught up in what's going on around us. Um, And when we're so busy, when we're um, trying to fit different things in our schedules, when we have a decision to make and you know, we don't know what, what the right answer is or which way we should go. We can be overwhelmed um, with, just with life. Um, and so being still in the sense of remembering who God is and trusting in his faithfulness with where we are in life. So, for instance, in the beginning of this year, um, I was faced with a lot of decisions, um, mostly about the summer, about what I was going to do, where I was going to live, and then a couple other, you know, things related to school. Um, and I was just so stressed and overwhelmed, like, what am I going to do with all of these? Um, it just felt nonstop like wh- which way is the right way to go. Um, and I just had to remember it doesn't matter if it's in my hands or not because it's in God's hands. And so being still and knowing that he is God is remembering that I don't know what my next step is going to be. But God sees the path he has laid out for me. And with whatever decision is made, he's still going to be God. He's still going to be faithful. And we can still trust in him. We can get so caught up in the idea of, oh, I have to make one specific decision or else the world is going to explode. If, if I don't do this right, this one thing right, then my company is just going to get destroyed. If I don't make it here on time, then my reputation is just going to be gone. But no matter what we do, God is still going to be God. And God is the one who created the universe. He created you. He has everything going according to his plan, mapped out for his glory. And so rather than stressing about the many different things that we have going on in our own lives, we need to take time to just be still, remember who God is, remember our relation to him, and trust that he will be faithful, because he always has been, and he always will be. He's not gonna be surprised with anything that you do. Nothing that you do is is gonna be, you know, world-ending. For us, we need to not be in control. We need to give God control, and it's very difficult to say. But we need to run to him in prayer. And yeah, still, you know, work through different decisions, but ultimately give it up to God. He's the one who who holds your life. He's the one who deserves all the glory and praise anyway. So whatever anxieties we're facing... Whatever stressors we're facing, being still and knowing that God is God is letting go and saying, Lord, I need you to take this. I need you to to be God and let me rest in knowing who you are. Because if I'm in control, then it's just going to keep building on stress and anxiety and it's not going to end well but giving it up to god is is where our heart should be cuz i mean honestly would you rather yourself be in control or would you rather god be in control because i don't know about you but i'd much rather have god in control cuz his ways are so much higher than our ways and his way his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He knows all things and we only have a tiny little idea of everything going on. And so knowing that he is God, trusting in his sovereignty, trusting in how great he is, and knowing that he loves us and cares for us and wants what's best for us, that is a huge focus that I think we need to take advantage of more.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that, I don't know, one of the things that really stuck out to me as I was meditating on Psalm 46 and thinking about how we should be being still and why we should be being still, it made me think about the fact that our priorities can clearly be seen by the way that we spend our time. So for example, if I looked at the way that you spent you know, the last week and I looked at every 24-hour period and I saw how much time you allocated to your friends and family and how much time you allocated to um, playing sports and how much time you allocated to reading books, how much time you allocated to playing video games, how much time you allocated to reading God's word, I'd be able to see where your priorities lie. For example, if you spent four hours a day hanging out with friends and family and 15 minutes a day spending time with God then you could tell me that God's a priority all you want, but your actions are showing otherwise. Your actions are showing that God is just a a passing thought that can have 15 minutes of your day as long as it's there to be had. But we want to make sure that God is a priority. God, he commands us to give him our first fruits and he promises to bless those who give them his first fruits, who give him their first fruits, excuse me. And what are first fruits? Well, first fruits are the very first thing that you have to offer. Whether it's uh, a plant that you've planted and the first fruits that are growing on that plant, or if it's your paycheck, the very first place that your money goes, or if it's your time, the very first thing that you give your attention to in the morning. And what I realized is that if somebody had looked at my life they might question whether God is actually my priority because of the way that I spend my time and the the order in which I spend my time. Because a few months ago, if you were to look at my 24 hours, I would have woken up and immediately checked or checked my phone and answered every text that needed to be answered and answered emails that needed to be answered and then spent my time with God. But what does that show? That shows that if I have only a limited amount of time in the morning, It is more important to me that my texts get answered and my emails get answered than that my time with God gets completed. And that is not the priority that I want to have in my life. I would much rather spend time with God in the morning and answer texts later, answer emails later. God should be the first thing that I think of when I wake up. And the same thing can be said about other intentional times that you spend with God outside of your devotional time. So some of you may have a strong devotional life. Some of you may spend 30 minutes or an hour a day in God's word, in prayer, memorizing scripture. Some of you might not have a strong devotional life. Some of you might not read God's word every day. Some of you might not have a time set aside at all where you spend time with God every day. But regardless of who you are, there needs to be time throughout the day When you prioritize God, I think of like an earthly relationship. If I wanted to show somebody that I truly cared, if I had a a friend or a girlfriend or a parent that I wanted to show that I truly cared about them, I would do it by texting them throughout the day. I would do it by making sure that on a regular basis, I'm spending time with them. I would do it by surprise visits and taking them places when they weren't expecting it. How often does that show or reflect our relationship with God? You know, for most of my life, my relationship with God has been heavy and very structured. It's been, I'm going to be with you, God, from this time in the morning until this time in the morning, and then I'm going to spend the rest of my day doing everything that needs to get done. But God commands us to pray continually. He commands us to give thanks in all circumstances. God wants an active relationship with us. We see Jesus, throughout the day, Jesus would go up on a mountaintop and pray to the Lord. He would pray when he was with his disciples. He would pray when he was by himself. He would talk about the Lord and meditate on the things of the Lord throughout the day when the crowds were chasing him. Whatever situation Jesus was in, he made sure to prioritize God in that situation. So how can we do that? How can you prioritize God in your life? That doesn't mean that you have to Put aside everything that you're going to do and spend eight hours in your closet praying. Sure, that might be great when you're in times of need and you really need to depend on God and you want to spend days fasting and praying, but that's not what we're expecting. That's not what God expects. God does not expect you to put your life aside so that you can spend time with Him. It's not an either or. It's not you either do the things that you're supposed to do or you spend time with God. It's You do the things that your life calls for while prioritizing God through it all. When difficult things come up, you pray to the Lord and you say, God, I I have to make this decision and I don't know what to do. Please help me. Or it's a victory that comes in your day and you thank God for it. You give him the glory for something that you probably could easily take credit for, but remembering that every good and perfect gift comes from above. So be still And know that he is God. Figure out how you can take time throughout the day to put aside what's happening. To put aside the cares and the desires of the world. And to go before your father because he loves you. And because you love him. This is so important in our walk with Christ. Prioritizing him in our life. Spending time with him. Talking to him. But how often do we do it? I know for myself the answer is not often enough. Something I've been focusing on this week as we've been preparing for this podcast and as I've been meditating on this psalm is trying to make sure I spend more time with the Lord every day. And that might look like devoted time with no distractions. My phone is out of the room and the only thing in my closet with me is my Bible, my water bottle, and my pen. But at other times it's having conversations with people. I I was discipling uh, one of my friends yesterday and We've been having this discipleship relationship for a few months now and we came into it. We were going to talk about life and accountability and uh, what he's been going through in scripture. But I decided, I felt the Lord leading me to just pray with him. And so instead of talking for 30 minutes, we just prayed for 30 minutes. Because we wanted to seek the Lord and seek him together. We wanted to be still and put away distractions and just go before the, the throne of the Lord together. So, Where in your life can you be prioritizing the Lord? How can you be making sure that God takes priority in your life? And that if somebody were to look at the way that you spend your time, they would not be confused about who you serve. Because Jesus said you can only serve one master. You can't serve God and money, or God and family, God and your reputation, God and pleasure. You can only serve one master. Who's it going to be? And how is your time going to reflect that?
2: All right. So I know I have probably a decent amount of background noise at this point because as the day starts going on, people start flooding out to the, to the beach and everything. So I'm going to try to keep this brief. But <clears throat> one thing that's really helped me personally is uh, a specific place that you go to be still. And what I mean by still, I know still is kind of like, what do you sit there with your eyes closed? Do you sit there and like not move? Do you sit there in like a yoga pose? Like, what does that really look like? Um, I think it looks a little different for each person, but just being still is, make sure you don't have any distractions. And the reason that I say find a place to do that is because, first of all, I think we should always model ourselves based off of what Scripture tells us and the example that we have with Jesus. And Scripture specifically says that Jesus went away to pray. He went to go find a place to pray that was void of distractions. We see the same thing in the Garden of Gethsemane. When he goes out with the disciples, he brings disciples on top of this this mountain, I guess it's kind of like more of a big hill, but kind of mountainish thing. And uh, and then he goes away separately and finds a quieter place that he can spend time with the Lord. And so there's there's the spiritual aspect of this, which is the distractions are gone and you're just there with the Lord. But a big practical point of it too is it's it's a mental thing. It's totally mental in the sense that. These days with everybody working remote, what is like one of the big things that most uh, people with wisdom would tell you is don't make your – where you sleep, where you work if you work remote because then your brain gets confused. It's not sure if I'm supposed to be sleeping or working when I'm in this room because you do both. And you can get in and I have literally some of my good friends, they had to take their desk out of their room and put it in another room because they just couldn't feel like they could be at peace when they were in their room. They felt like they had to be working. And I think it's the same thing with being still. I have a few places in my life where whenever I was in that place, it was a place that I was going to be spending time with the Lord or spending time in thought or spending time in meditation or spending time in prayer. And I don't know if this is, like, the Lord or the Holy Spirit, but I kid you not, like, when you go and you sit in that spot, like, life just gets calmer. And you're just more at peace. And you're just, like, you're so much more excited to be with the Lord. And you don't even want to look at your phone. Uh, it's just, it's a, it really adds so much to your, just your mental chaoticness and just because we are so all over the place so many things are going through our minds so many things are going through our lives and it's so easy just to get overwhelmed by it and this is the big thing about this is you can literally do this anywhere i remember i went i went on vacation um in the beginning of the summer and i was like who kind of of find a place to to you know be still with the lord a little bit because on vacations is a super easy one to be like oh you know like doing a bunch of activities at the beach and everything and then like, you kind of take your vacation away from devotion sometimes too so you want to make that a priority and uh i found this random bench like outside the house and that became like my favorite spot on vacation it was fantastic and Especially because I, I, I remember that week, I was definitely working through a couple things spiritually and mentally. And I was just like retreating to this bench just so I could be still with the Lord. And it, the Lord is like tremendously blessed that. So whatever it looks like for you, I mean, Christian just mentioned that he's got a closet that he goes in. And that be a, that might be a great space. It's kind of like a war room if you've ever seen that movie, but it could be anything for me. Um, I love going out on my porch, and just sitting in a chair and, and just kind of like being in nature a little bit. I know it's not really in nature because it's a porch, but like just kind of being outside is, is a huge thing for me. I love being outside, um, just kind of being in the fresh air. So whatever that looks like for you, but find find a place really seriously and make that place holy in the sense that it's set apart for the Lord. So that whenever you're there, the Lord is always getting your first fruits. So if if you have to put your phone aside, to put your laptop aside, whatever it might be, do that and keep that place solely for the Lord. Because I think that's going to be a huge, huge benefit to you trying to seek the Lord through stillness.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a really great point. Um, we should have places in our lives that we don't allow distractions because we want to make sure when i'm here i'm focusing on the lord and the lord only i have a friend who after the example of christ he when he wants to spend time with the lord he'll just say i'm gonna go find a hill and that's not he doesn't literally have to find a hill but what he's saying when he says i'm gonna go find a hill is he's saying i'm gonna go spend time with the lord i'm gonna go do it away from distractions i'm gonna go do it away from Everything that this world is trying to throw at me and you're basically not going to be able to reach me for the next hour because I'm going to be with the Lord. And that's such a cool, such a cool idea that he just, he is in touch with the fact that he needs to do that. And there are moments when something will happen spiritually heavy. He'll have a conversation with somebody he's discipling, or he will come out of a worship session and feel really close to the Lord. And that's just, those are the moments when he needs to go find a hill. Where is your hill? Where are you spending time with the Lord? This is an important conversation for us to have because it'll help all of us grow closer to the Lord and seek Him more. And we pray for you guys. We pray that you guys will grow closer to God and that this, even this episode can be an encouragement to you to help you grow closer to Him and have a deeper relationship with the Lord. We love you guys, and that's why we come on this podcast every week to teach you guys what we've learned. We're not the biggest or the best or the brightest, but God has given us Some insight into his word. He's he's blessed us with the opportunity to grow up in the church and to learn from many, many godly men. And our desire is to share that knowledge with you guys, to share what God has entrusted to us, to share that to you guys. Not saying we're the, the guys with all the answers, but saying that God has given us something and we want to make sure that Everybody has access to the information that God has given us. So if you guys have any questions, if there's any area of Christianity or or life that you're wondering about, please ask us. We've done listener request episodes in the past, and we want to continue doing them because those are the most important to us. When you guys come to us with a question or with a, a request, those are the episodes we prioritize because we want to make sure that we are helping you walk with Christ as best you can. And if God chooses to use us in your life, praise be to Him. He is worthy of all of our praise. So thank you guys for listening. If you guys want to reach out to us, if you want to have episode requests or if you have questions or if you um, want to send us your best dad joke, you can email us at Christian, Max, or Jonathan at livingvictorypodcast dot com or you can reach all three of us at questions at livingvictorypodcast you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Live in Victory Podcast, and reach out to us, guys. Let's do this. Let's Let's be a community of young adults and high schoolers who love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and do it together. Let's encourage those around us. Let's be a light so that others may see our good works and give glory to our Father who's in heaven. We love you guys. You're the reason we come back every week and do this. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for coming back week after week after week and listening you are an encouragement to our faiths so we thank you and as always love each other and shine your light